0: Hey, this is Evergreen, where our stories never go out of season. I'm Caleb, and I'm an audio engineer, and that's Mitchell. And I'm a journalist. Here we explore
1: the one thing that brings us all together, storytelling. Every tale is created from prompts that are given to us
0: by our listeners. And then we bring those stories to life with atmosphere and sound design. And today's storyteller is Mitch. Yeah, and the prompts I got for this story were a rusty nail, a haunted house amusement ride, and illegal offices. So let's get right to it. Take a break, put on some headphones, and enjoy Carnival Atlas.
1: to see a card trick? God, I was so tired of this shtick. Every night it was the same. Hard card stock deck, rotting wood booth, gaudy tattered coat, a barely working neon sign above me reading, James Edgewater, the new artful Dodger. I flourished my playing cards, flashed a spade or a heart, whatever suited me. The sucker, oh, no, that's not right, The customer eyed my choice like a hawk, doing their best not to blink as I slid it back into the deck and began shuffling. With a simple twist of my wrist, I began dismembering and reforming the deck as I chose. Then cardboard became like liquid in my fingertips, a river of diamonds and clubs. This night, a young couple stared me down in stereo. The guy's hand slowly slipped from his girl's waist as he did his best to focus on the trick I was pulling. And that's really the trick of it. There's no way to fool this many people this often, this consistently. There are just too many eyes in the world. So the key of the carnival is that we're not all tricksters. The magic is real. Some of us are just straight-up wizards. Not me, of course. I know a little more than a couple parlor tricks. My mom, though. She's a magnificent magician. Luna Lucky Edgewater. She raised me here, at the carnival. Taught me the ropes. Sometimes figuratively, surprisingly often literally. Traveling from town to town isn't the worst childhood money can buy, especially because there isn't much money around to buy it. And so I spent my childhood, every last day of it. Most of the people here didn't start out here. My mom and all her friends, they found their way to these tents. Waywards, wanderers, wizards in their own right. So they don't expect me to stay. Not here. But honestly, I can't think of a good reason to go. I flip the cards over in my hands again, shuffling the bottom card back to the top as I make the young couple's card disappear. Not to my wrist, remember. I literally make the card disappear into a magical void. I'm not a master, but what I can do, I can do pretty well. Carnival magic isn't like most magic you see. There's no spell books, rituals incantations. It's an art form, not a science. My ability to make cards disappear or summon little lights out of thin air has a lot more to do with the heart-shaped foam on the top of your latte than it does anything to do with Gandalf the Grey or Harry Potter. That's not to say that we can't work our wonders with the best of them. I run the sleight of hand booth, but my mom? She's a soothsayer. She tells you your fate, but don't let people pull one over on you with their bones or crystal balls or fancy cards. Figuring out your fate has more to do with how you feel than it has to do with the choices you'll make. My mom will size someone up in a minute, figure out what makes them tick, cast a simple spell to identify you. That's all it really takes. There's surprisingly little difference between what your favorite kind of tea is and what your major will be in college. We are simple, mundane creatures. And that's why I've never left the carnival. I lay out all the cards before the couple and make a show of taking off my large, opulent overcoat show them that there's nothing up my sleeves. The couple looks through all my cards in disbelief, but their queen of hearts is nowhere to be found. I collect my tips and close my booth, at least for tonight. Now, I have thought of leaving. The world is wide and often alluring. Mother supports me leaving, and so do the rest of these freaks I call family. I always had a feeling my mom knew when I was gonna leave too. She probably even knew when. The joys of a soothsaying maternal force of nature. It's especially enticing on a night like this. The lights of a big city shines just beyond the fairgrounds. Las Vegas? San Francisco, maybe? Doesn't really matter. The thought of leaving the magic behind is something I just can't stomach. I splash through the puddles of coke and soggy popcorn on my way back to bed. I hop into my wagon, the wheels sinking slightly into the mud behind our haunted house attraction and stare at the nail. A nail. Okay, so, everything in my cozy little cabin is rusted, rotted, or wrecked beyond belief. But it all can be mended or mashed back together, I have a spell for that. But this damn nail, it rests right next to my windowsill. And years ago it just popped up. Maybe it was the rust, maybe it was the magic, maybe it was Maybelline, whatever the cause. I just couldn't seem to nail it back into place. It was only a centimeter off, but it was enough to drive me crazy. So like everything else in my life, I made a game out of it. At the end of each and every night, I would conjure up whatever card I had magicked away last. Seven of Clubs, King of Diamond, The Joker, whatever it was. And I would slide that card just under the head of the nail and leave it there. One by one by one. I would add the cards under the head of the nail and I knew that one day the nail would pop up, and that would be it. And jokingly, I would tell myself that I would pop up and leave too. I'd lost track of how many cards I'd hidden underneath that rusty nail. Several decks worth, that's for sure. Pressing on the nail, pushing it to its limits. Tonight was no different, though, so I thought. With a flourish of my coat, I pulled out the couple's queen of hearts, summoned it back to my hand. As I moved down to slide it beneath the pointed piece of metal, though, my night was pierced with a scream. I couldn't help but smile, and I turned around and bounded up onto my wagon's roof. <laughs> Living behind a haunted house afforded me free entertainment. A large skylight offered a huge view down into the attraction, and it was just parallel with the top of my wagon. Staring down, I was treated to a familiar sight. <laughs> it was the couple that I, the couple that I'd fooled. It seems that they weren't done with the carnival. And our classic bad-out-of-hell horror attraction seemed to be getting the better of the fella. <laughs> he was screaming his head off, and the scream wasn't alone at this point either, as the girl seemed to be doubled over with laughter, holding on to her man and doing her best to console him. Her faux concern was getting the better of her, though, as she laughed until she cried. Then she pulled her fella up and gave him a quick kiss of reassurance. Couldn't help but smile and I watched as she almost dragged him further into the haunted house unaware of the dangers but hoping for the entertaining moments ahead unaware of the dangers but hopeful for the entertaining moments ahead I took a deep breath and looked down at the card in my hand the rain pelted down on me dripping through my sandy brown hair and turning my sky-blue bun up the color of the night sky. My coat and my cards have a fancy little charm on them that keeps me dry, but right then and there, it felt right to get soaked to the bone. She always knew, didn't she? Turning back, I swung myself down into my wagon, shutting the top as the rain began to soak into my carpet. Carefully, slowly, purposefully. I slid the card under the nail. The stack bent, bulged, and then the nail burst from the wood and unceremoniously clattered to the floor with all the grace of an amputated acrobat. Moments after, I packed my bags. It's easy to get up and leave when you're used to doing it on a weekly basis. Saying goodbye never gets easier, though. I dug through the playing cards on the ground and grabbed that familiar queen of hearts. Shuffling through my dresser, I found a pink highlighter and attacked the face and the back of the thin piece of cardboard. Pulled my jacket around me and hooked my collar up and walked out into the rain. It splashed around my face and disappeared, the charm resuming its work. I quickly and quietly snuck the card underneath the doorframe of my mother's cabin. My makeshift pink slip slid right under that makeshift legal office. As I made my way out of the carnival, I couldn't help but already miss the good times I'd had there. They wouldn't miss the money I'd made them, they had bigger acts, but I would miss the memories they had made me, because those memories had made me. I stuck my way out of the campgrounds without a sound and found my way to the city sidewalks. The best part of a new start is just how aimlessly you can amble. It wasn't long before I was stopped by some passerby. Smiling, I noticed it was the same couple. They were finally leaving the carnival, and it seemed our paths had crossed once more.
0: Hey, you're not wet at all. How are you doing that?
1: The lady asked. She shivered and curled her arm around her boyfriend's. He held her tight, his jacket thoroughly wrapped around her. I couldn't stop myself from grinning again. Maybe there was more to life than just everyday magic. Maybe there's some magic that we have to look for every day. Do you want to see a card trick?
0: So, there it is. There it is. <laughs> it's been a while uh, since I've gone to do a story. No, I... Good job. You always somehow pull through. Somehow, <laughs> some way. I, I don't know. The topics are crazy. I've never written one. Um, You'll have to eventually. I mean, it is a lot of fun. Taking the No, three- I, just, I think you did a good job. It's, it's crazy that you got all those to work together
1: the I'll, I'll be completely honest the way the legal offices worked in was really more of a joke than it was really worked into the story i even meant it as more of a little bit of a joke because it's so because all three of the topics were so fun but that one was very much like a legal offices could have been the setting of the story but i knew i didn't want to do that because a haunted house amusement yeah. park is so
0: much more fun of a setting <laughs> gosh this could have been such a different story
1: <laughs> it really really could have been i've just honestly lately i've been really into kind of not carnival culture but kind of just the aesthetic of carnivals and kind of I've I've been um, my my roommate just finally got us uh, the HBO subscription so I've been meaning to finally finish watching Carnival which I have not which was a great show if you ever saw it
0: yeah, no. I, I specifically for this one liked the atmosphere a lot. That it's raining the whole time. Yeah, very dreary. That his just the way you've just des- you described his wagon that he's in, and I don't know, it just kind of was cool. He's just kind of this it,
1: freaky cool also, character.
0: There's a very vague description of the actual carnival itself, and so you don't really know how like what's really what city, what country you're even in. What carnivals are everywhere, man. Yeah, it's just kind of cool. It's like it's very atmospheric. Yeah, um, I tried to keep it vague, but. But poignant, if that makes any
1: sense. Even the yeah. magic, like even the magic that he uses. Yeah, it's I'm, never really described, but I'm, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it has its own rules, but its rules are very just kind of like like the joke in the story, like latte art. Like it has its own art form, but it's not one that you really know anything about. It's not. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like science. It's not mixology. It's it's magic. Just magic. Yeah, I had a lot of, I had a lot of fun with this. I feel like there's a world-building element to this that I had fun with doing on the back burner and I could probably write an entire thing about a world about this one, but
0: for a nice little one-shot, he's a really fun character. I think my favorite thing speaking again about the atmosphere is my favorite one of my favorite things about Evergreen is that all of the stories that people are writing for us, they I think one of the coolest things about it is that they're so confident in the atmosphere. Um like, just last episode, uh, um, uh, that's how you say it, right? Fingaria-phobia. fingaria Ferga- Yeah, you didn't get to say it last um, week, because your mouth was torn yes, up. Yes, my mouth is actually doing okay. That's it, good, It that's was good. horrible. It took
1: almost 12
0: days for it to get better, well, but Well, it's we're all glad you're now. better,
1: so your voice can work.
0: Yeah, um, but anyway, like, just the, the atmosphere of that episode, where <laughs> the whole thing was, like, kind of from the perspective of this, uh, you know, in the, in the police, um... Uh, room or whatever. The interrogation the room. The interrogation room. And then even in, in AJ's episode, The Betting Man, how it was it was very I mean, it took place in the south and so there was a lot of uh, like crickets and bugs. I mean I guess that, that's my That's your choice, but, so, but still and then this no, I one's like, in, like it. it's a cool. Muddy
1: Carnival and, and this it,
0: one's a muddy carnival rainy and you kind of hear carnival music and it's just really yeah, it's it's different, and I, I think that's it the fun works. of Evergreen is
1: every story is it's every story deserves to stand on its own, and the beauty of doing something like this is every story does get to stand on its own because they're all completely different, completely based off of different, completely random things, and we bring in new people to tell
0: the stories every single time. Well, that's enough with us praising ourselves. Anyway, oh, yeah, let's move true. on to the next uh, Ever Tale. Speaking of guests, uh, story. And speaking of bringing
1: in new storytellers,
0: let's choose the topics for next episode. Okay. Which by the way, we said a long time ago that we would have Danielle Ishihara to be the storyteller Well, and she's she, done with her musical. She was done. She's finally done with Hamilton and uh she is In the re- Heights. She's doing In the Heights. <laughs> in the heights. same writer, okay? She's finally done with in the She's heights. finally done with Moana, which by the way, I saw it was great. Um but she is going to be joining us next episode. So, let's roll her topics now let's roll away 14 that is going to be there's no such thing as a free lunch
1: oh fun i believe that was
0: given by alex morgan
1: well thank you alex morgan thank you um okay let's see uh next one um 72
0: um a crooked cop a cricket cop a crooked cop a crooked cop a crooked cop and that was given to us by Andrew Warren. Oh, cool, cool,
1: cool, cool. Uh, last one. Let's see, um, forty-four.
0: Okay, so this one is a quote. Oh, my grilled cheese! I don't know how she's gonna oh, use that. Oh, my grilled cheese! Yeah, uh, that was. Given I know to- who gave us that one. Who who gave it to us? That's from uh, Nevin Long. Awesome, <laughs> Nevin. Thank you. Oh, my grilled cheese. I'm excited to see how she actually um, interprets that exclamation or maybe question. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Those topics are harder uh, than mine. I'm yeah, not no, going to It's, it's going to be good. Anyway, um, yeah, so stay tuned for the next episode in two weeks. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, everyone, we have
1: great news, which I guess really won't be that much of news if you're already listening to this episode, but we're on Spotify now.
0: Yes, Spotify. Officially. Evergreen is
1: on Spotify, we're which also, is awesome.
0: We're spreading very uh, rapidly, thoroughly, rapidly, thoroughly to many, many different uh, podcast things and whatever. We're now on iHeartRadio. We're now on the Google Play Store. Yeah, we're, so go find us. Go all listen to us
1: over and over again. Listen to every episode like four times on as many platforms as you can find. Listen
0: to us on like, 20, like 55 share each. us with your friends, share us with your um, enemies. And actually though, if if you go on the iTunes uh, podcast app um, on on iPhone and you can give us a rating with the stars and all that junk and all that whatever, would be lovely. That is so helpful because it makes our podcast have more um, traffic and then we get
1: more listeners. And more people talk about us, and you get to hear us with a higher budget, even though we okay. just bought ourselves new soundboards. Sound?
0: Boarders? What are these? These are isolators.
1: Oh, we just Oh, we have new things that cover up our voices, so we anyway, sound better to you guys. So, or all of you, if you'd it, like to talk to us about our not soundboards, then or you talk can to find us, about us on anything, Twitter,
0: and we are at Evergreen Cast as well as Instagram at Evergreen Cast again. Have a conversation with us, please. We post all the time and stuff, and I post um, too often, and uh. That
1: is it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a great time. Uh, enjoy <laughs> you... your life. Enjoy your your friends' lives. <laughs> Spend time with them. Um, uh, treasure the moments as you have them. Don't don't let don't right. let okay. don't
0: let your dreams be dreams. All right. Um, thank you for listening to this episode. By the way, this is our twentieth episode of Evergreen. We made it. <laughs> We're done. We We're
1: going
0: to made- call it here. <laughs> 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 We're going to stop over my head. We have uh, a peaked. solid good number. We, we peaked in you our teams. literally, Your we audio peaked literally school. peaked when you said peak. That's oh, that's great. coincidental. Goodbye, guys.